there. How distorted has even our own reading of Scripture become? How tainted even it has become um, by this season that we now find ourselves in? Um, a story that, that I thought I was really familiar with, um, but even within something so near and dear to us, what, there's no donkey, there's no innkeeper, wise men, I was a wise man, I was the third one, Balthazar, that was my greatest moment, um, poetry, poetry, Steve says, Chris, it's all about the poetry, stop, stop deconstructing, it's all about the poetry. In the moments, a few moments ahead, let us try and even cut through some of our own inaccurate reading of a story um, and bring a little bit of reality um, to, this, to this time of year. Can we actually get real for Christmas? We all want a Christmas that is special, and we all want a Christmas that is meaningful. Hands up if you want a Christmas that is special and you want a Christmas that is meaningful. Yeah, absolutely. And we all know how to do it. We all understand more or less what the component parts of a special or a meaningful Christmas are. You've got to have the right gift with the right present for the right person, the right timing and the right expression on your face when you receive it and you really have to always like it. Oh, it's always great. You have to have the right tunes. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. We bit a bing, we bit a wham, set the scene, set the mood. It's all good. You got to get in the right food, a little bit of Christmas cake, some mulled wine. Um, you got to have the people to share it with, whether it's M&S or my mother-in-law likes to go to Little um, for the cheaper option. But all the same, you got to get the food and you've got to get your annual dose of a little bit of nostalgic TV. If you're in my house when I was a child, that was always a little bit of Judy Garland in Wizard of Oz or Home Alone 2, Miracle on 34th Street. Is that what it's called? You bring all the component parts of Christmas together and that gets our seal of approval. We all know how to do it. It's relatively simple. But we've all been there sooner or later. It all, in some respect, not just at the shops, but even at home, it turns into a little bit of shop, 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 in anticipation of such a Christmas. And soon enough, the magic of the season gets squeezed out a little bit. And Christmas becomes more about things like Traffic jams. You know those traffic jams where, I think Steve had one of these this week, where you drive into Victoria Square and you pay and you drive out and you don't park because you've been in more than 15 minutes without a space. Or that little bit of anxiety like I had yesterday as you enter in your PIN number one more time, anticipating the bill in January. The endless, useless gifts you don't really need more socks, and you do like chocolate, but some of us need chocolate less than other things. Um, and the to-do list that by the time Christmas Eve arrives is still nearly as long as it was 
a week prior. And sometimes we put a star on top of a Christmas characterized by all of that, but sometimes I don't think it's really worthy of much celebration. And then it's off to church. Santa hats, Christmas trees, fairy lights, everybody in the car, and we're off. New jumpers on, new gift under your arm, new iPhones, iPads charged, we're all in, and we do a bit of singing, Noel, 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 Noel. And church is great, and it's great to go to church Christmas, really important. I didn't get to go to church when I was a kid. Um, Reformed Presbyterians don't celebrate Christmas, even a little bit. Um, It's quite sad, really. Um, And we get home from church, and a little bit like Santa, after a long shift on New Year's Eve, we're really just happy to have survived. But there's something about this time of year that is wonderful. There's something, as much as we say we dislike it, I think we kind of kid ourselves, we love it. Even the queues, even those Victoria Square traffic jams, even the rapping, I hate rapping, really hate it, but I secretly love it, you know, pulling off the, you know, your fingers are sore because you've scratched your top of your index finger down the little thing that you keep pulling the sellotape off on the cutter. The plastic magic of the season. There's something about it that connects with our hearts. It's warm and it's enchanting and it's, it's inviting. Maybe it's the food and maybe it's the time spent with friends. Maybe it's the music. Maybe it's the brightly wrapped gifts. Because let's not kid ourselves, as much as this scene of nativity is, is vital to hold together the, the Christmas season, so are these things and they're well worth celebrating in, in some respect. But it has got away from us. It has got away from us. There's a little bit of distortion that I think we need to refocus at this time of year. I read this week that Americans spend $450 billion every year on Christmas. $450 billion every year at Christmas. I think it's safe to say that we've definitely lost sight of something. We do, we celebrate, but isn't it about time that we get real for Christmas? And I'm not talking about trees. Steve and Jonathan, you did well. It was great. Good work. Oscars. Watch out, California. Um, I'm not talking about trees, but I'm talking about the story of a gift. The story of a gift that was given and that so easily gets lost underneath all the other gifts. Yet we celebrate the magic, but let's make no mistake that there is by far a greater reason to celebrate this season. Forget the socks, forget your new bikes, forget your iPads and your iPhones and the chocolates as wonderful as they are. Jesus, in in this story, in, in this story, even with the inaccuracies, shows us a different way to understand and to celebrate the season. 
In Jesus, in a simple image like this, we encounter a God who gifts himself, who gifts himself to a broken world. As we encounter Jesus gifting himself to a broken world, might we gift more of ourselves this Christmas? Might you gift more of yourself this Christmas? Might that be what makes this season special? Or might that be what makes this season more meaningful, more than the things that we had up on the screen at the start? As Christ gifts himself to the world, we begin to gift ourselves in his name to that world. Might this child stir us to get real about the season as we in his name don't gift the things that we all don't really need but we gift something more we give some time think of your neighbor who really for the last year it's been good afternoon good, good good morning good afternoon good evening and good night Who is the neighbor that you need to just give that little bit more time to? Parents, what about that conversation that you haven't had with your child for a long time? Young people, what about the conversation that you need to have with your parent that you haven't talked for a while? Maybe you can do that this Christmas. What about listening to the people that you haven't listened to for a very long time? Or why not sit down and eat a meal, not just for the sake of having the sprouts and having the carrots and the turkey and the ham or the roast beef or the pheasant or the duck or whatever you have, just for the sake of it, but actually as an opportunity to give something of yourself as Christ gives himself to us. Now, I think we're getting to the point where we could put a star and some fairy lights on top of that. And as we refocus this distortion, all that money that that we may or we may not save buying those endless lists of presents, in praise of this child, Jesus, given away to a broken world, might we too give it away? A gift from us, the children of God, in his name, that might heal a broken and a needy world. For the gift of a child of God, the gift of a child of God is a powerful thing indeed. The gift of a child of God is a powerful thing indeed. Is that how we get real about Christmas? The gift of a child. Children's Church at Fitzroy have been conspiring with Jesus to give away what they have, the gift of a child, the gift of our children at Fitzroy given, the gift of one child to another. Can you see the connection? Can I invite all the children's church boys and girls to come up to the front and stand in here? If you're in children's church, come on up, and Flo and Sonia are going to come up as well, and Christine's going to join us as well at the front.
Every week, stand on the nice wood bit. We'll use it for something. Come on up. Who can tell me at Children's Church every week, we pass around sometimes a tambourine, sometimes someone's hand, and what do you all put inside it? Hands up. Who can tell me? What do you put in it? Take a guess. Water. Water? Sometimes water. It's very biblical water. Money. Sonia, can you tell us what Children's Church have decided they would like to do with the money that they have collected this Christmas? You can use this mic here. Oh, work away. Yeah, so for quite a while now, we have been collecting all our coins, and we've changed our coins into something else. We've changed it into some notes, and then we've changed it into something else. We've changed it into a cheque. But what we're going to do is we're going to actually take that money, and we're going to change it into something else. Anybody know what that is? Rice. Who likes rice? Yes. Most people like rice. I like rice too. This is good fair trade rice. That will keep Steve happy. And then we've got something else. If I can get my little tub open. Because I really don't want to spill this. Does anybody know what that is? No, it's in a nice, might be in a nice cream tub, but it's not. What's that? No, it's not seeds. Want to touch it? Want to touch it? No. No, it's a pulse. Okay. That's a pulse. And I obviously thought I was going to really like this. You can touch it too. I obviously thought I was going to really like it because I bought such a lot of it, but it's been in the cupboard for quite a while. This is Dal. And this is going to be made into school lunches for children in Donk in India. And that's where Christine's charity works. So we're giving away the money that we have collected. We're making it into a cheque. And then we're going to give it to Christine. Um, Who would like to pass over the cheque to Christine? Yes? A few people? There we go. Do you want to come over? Flo's got the cheque. And we'll pass it over to Christine. There we go. You give that to Christine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yes. Hi, everybody. How are you? I came and spoke to you months and months and months and months ago about all the boys and girls here in this primary school called Donk Primary School. Now, if you remember, it's a way up in some very, very high mountains in a place far away. And actually, I've got a couple of photographs here. I'm going to give one to Sonia, and I'm going to give one to Flo to show you. Now, you remember these boys and girls? Remember their faces? Anybody remember what country they're in or what you call the big high mountains that they live in? Anybody remember where the children are from? 
East kids here? Anybody remember? Yeah. India? India, good girl. Well done. Yes, these, these boys and girls are in India, and they live way up in these very high mountains called the Himalayas. And I remember telling you, as I said, the last time I came to Children's Church, about the fact that they had to walk for a long, 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 long way to school every day. Do you remember that? Yeah? And I want to tell you just a very quick story about what happened to me this summer. This summer I took some big boys and girls from Belfast and we went and visited these children. And we had to walk two hours in the morning to get to their school. How many of you walk two hours in the morning to get to your school? No, I'm sure you don't walk two hours. Do you go in the car? So anyway, these, our big boys and girls had to walk for two hours to get to, to see these children. And what do you think we had to eat before we left to do this big long walk? What do you have in the morning before you go to school? Breakfast. Breakfast, yeah. And what do you eat for your breakfast? Cocoa Pops. Cocoa Pops. Yes, we didn't have Cocoa Pops. Some people had cornflakes. Anything else you like to have for your breakfast? Weedabix. Weedabix, yeah. Anything else? Toast. Toast. Yes, we had toast. Porridge. What was that? Porridge. Porridge, yes. Well, we didn't have porridge, but we we did have toast and we did have uh, cereal. And the other thing we had was eggs. Do you ever have an egg, like an omelette or a boiled egg or scrambled egg or something like that before you go away in the morning to school? Yeah. So we actually, these big boys and girls, they thought they were going to be so hungry after walking two hours that they were going to eat loads and loads and loads of eggs. And some of them ate six omelettes. Six omelettes. And one of the girls ate five omelettes because they were so worried that they were going to run out of energy because they had this big long walk in the mountains to do. And when we, and before we left, we also, what, do you ever take lunch to school? Do you take sandwiches? Well, we made sandwiches. We need, made peanut butter sandwiches and we all brought peanut butter sandwiches. So we did the two-hour walk to get there. We got to see these lovely boys and girls and we did some lessons with them and played and it was all great fun. And then we got our sandwiches out. And what do you think the little boys and girls, and some of them had walked two hours to get to school as well, what do you think they had for lunch? These little children, what do you think they had for lunch? Anybody like to guess? Well, this was the terrible shock. They had nothing. They had no lunch. Because their mummies and daddies are so poor, they couldn't give them any lunch to take to school. And our boys and girls were just so upset when they realized this, that what do you think they did with their sandwiches? What do you think they did? Shared them. They shared them, exactly, they shared them. But obviously we were only there for the one day. And so whenever we came back afterwards and did our big long walk back with the children, then what do you think the boys and girls thought would be a really good idea to do? We thought it would be a really good idea to get these children lunch every day. And so, just like Sonia was saying, we have got some ladies in the village who are going to make rice and lentils every day for these boys and girls so that they can have enough energy to walk to school and to go back in the afternoon. And that is exactly what this lovely mummy that you have given us today is going to do. It's going to cook rice and dal for these children every day. So that is your gift to them. And these children will not be having any gifts at Christmas. They won't be getting prezzies like you do, but they will be delighted because they know that they have got a lovely warm midday meal thanks to all of you. So thank you very, very much. Thank you. Give them a round of applause. Do you want to go back to your mummies and daddies?
You can go back to your seats now. Children's Church conspiring with Jesus to give away what they have. We're nearly done. We look far, 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 far beyond trees when we get real for Christmas. We encounter a present, a gift worth receiving and worth giving away when we see Jesus in the manger. The gift of a child. The gift of a child to the world that comes to save, redeem, restore, and make lunch. It's a really powerful thing. We can have our Christmas. Absolutely. Let's not get ourselves. Nothing that really we're going to say in church this morning will stop us from putting up our trees and wrapping our presents and having a really good time this season But the gift of baby Jesus is shining somewhere under all of the trash, waiting to be received and waiting to be given to a world that so needs it. Have we, of all people, not seen that the gift of a child of God is a powerful thing indeed? Let us get real for Christmas. We do so in the giving of a gift from the children's church kids to the children in Donk, India. We do so as a church, as we give ourselves away, as we partner with this holy child, as we sacrificially serve our local community. We do so as individuals, as we gift ourselves this Christmas to our families and to our neighbors and to our loved ones. We do so in giving room to this heavenly child, this gift of Jesus to redeem and to restore a broken, desperate world in need of forgiveness and salvation and peace and hope. We do so at Christmas, but we do so as this story rolls on into the year that follows. Dig under the surface this Christmas. You won't have to dig too far. Um, The images on your Christmas cards and on your wrapping paper will get you there sooner than you think. And maybe this year we'll manage to get real for Christmas as we see the gift of God, this gift of a child, Jesus Christ, given this Christmas to be received by each one of us and in turn as Children's Church have done today, given, gifted away to a world that so desperately needs the salvation that this child was born to accomplish. For the gift of a child of God is a powerful thing indeed. Let's pray. Father God, we are here to slow down amidst the madness, the shopping and the decorating, the wrapping, the cleaning, the stress. We are here to remind ourselves that Christmas is more than just gifts, family traditions, decorations, and even Santa. We are not here just to be seen and to see. We are not here just to sing our favorite carols. We are not here just to sit with friends 
and family. We are not even here just to listen to a special talk. Rather, we are here to remember the time when God left the throne on high and the balance of the world hung upon a helpless baby boy. We remember that the journey to the cross began with a cry. We are here to worship that child who we now call Emmanuel, Redeemer, Savior, and Friend. We are here because this child changed everything by providing the only way to salvation in offering his life for ours. We are here because Christmas means that God loves us and he is with us. There is hope for everyone. We are here because this great gift of Jesus was given to all and for all. This is why we celebrate. This is why we are here. And this is why we sing. Amen.